Let's do a let's do a podcast, Stu. Shall we? Yeah, I think we should today. Yeah. yeah. Not uh, yesterday. I didn't. I wasn't feeling it yesterday, uh, and that's right. why I said no. I will stand up for my rights and do no podcast yesterday. Yeah. But today we're back here, hardens, uh, hard, hard, slaving over a hot computer for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're here. We're here. Okay. We showed up today. Got a good okay. podcast for you. Um, I got a few things to say about you know the budget. Uh, a few things. We have some good news. We have some incredible news about farming. Because when you want to fix farming, who do you go to? Stu, quick, just off the top of your head. The World Economic Forum. Yes, and John Kerry. It's fantastic. Oh. We have all of that. He and Teresa get their hands dirty all the time in farming. Uh, so we've got a great podcast for you. And uh, it is brought to you by Relief Factor. Still haven't bought it yet, huh? I mean, I just talked to you last week. Just talked to you as an audience. What are you doing? What are you doing? You want to make these relief factor commercials stop? Then then just buy it. Try it. Okay? But no. No, you couldn't get it done. So here we are again. Let me tell you about relief factor. It's fantastic. My wife made me take it. And uh, three weeks later, I'm a believer. I still take it today. Every day. Call right now, 800, the number four, relief. Just try it for three weeks, see if it works for you. Doesn't work for everybody, but if it works, it really works. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Here is today's podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Took my grandson to the uh, Indy 500, and it's it's unbelievable. And Indianapolis is the greatest city, and possibly in America. And I spend a lot of my free time attending sporting events. That's one I've never done. It's it's, that, oh, it's, it's great. great. I love it. I love it. I haven't been there in 30-some years. Um, but uh, I was a little spooked because the last time I went, it was the year where there was a crash and the tire Clipped the head of somebody. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember okay. that. And this year, right at the end of the race, tire came off the car and went over the audience. And I'm like, it's me, isn't it? I cannot come to Indianapolis ever again. Uh, but nobody was hurt, thank God, this time. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's continue our conversation about some of the things that are going on uh, that are just so great with Target. Um, Target, we, we told you now that they are they are all in all in uh and they're spending all kinds of money to make sure that your kids get the message that you don't have to tell mom or dad that you're transgender and i i want to thank target for that no i didn't know i was funding that when i when i would shop at target but now i'm glad i know so i can support them now uh do you remember the sisters of perpetual indulgence I do. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stu. I was waiting. I, 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 didn't, I thought that was a, sort of a hypothetical. No, no. I just really needed to know if you remember. <laughs> I do remember. They're, okay. the, they're the Catholic, anti-Catholic group. Yeah. That uh, does really nice dancing on the cross. They use it as a stripper pole. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And a bunch great. of men dressed as women go up there. And and, and, and Jesus is on the cross. Oh, and oh yeah. That's right. That's and right. it's wonderful. And get, you'll never guess 
who was originally one of the nuns. Uh, I've, I do have a guess oh, on this one, do? and Go I ahead. love the story. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a person who we all know and love. We love them. Uh, a person who Shops is at the very well-dressed yeah. because they shop, shop for at the, the airport. airport. Discount, deep discount <laughs> prices. Zero dollars. for Only cost you prison time. Right. That's it. And I guess that one actually may be uh, yeah. coming soon for Maybe. our friend Sam Brinton. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The uh, the mad nuclear man woman that likes yes. to shop at the airport. That anyway. we were told finally yeah. uh, was it they were able to break the whatever ceiling there is against people who dress in women's clothes and are nuclear scientists. Yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever, whatever window the, that is, yeah. ceiling that is, yeah, he broke they've it. broken it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's now in prison. Anyway, or thank you. <laughs> You know, maybe uh, if we had, you know, any kind of justice in this country. Anyway, uh, back to the nuns. Do you remember they uh, the nuns went and they were going to go for the Dodgers, right? They were going to they were they were invited for the Dodgers for a big transgender night. And not even just like a pride night. Okay, this group comes in. They're offensive. It was a hero of the community award. Right. (laughs) Right, for all of the things that they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Okay, so anyway, people were like, um, I don't think so. And so the Dodgers were like, hey, our fans are kind of pissed. So, right. so they cancel. But then, thank you, ESG. Thank you, Biden administration. Thank you, public-private partnerships for getting the average person out of the driver's seat. So we now know that the California Teachers Union um, called the Dodgers up and went, uh, I don't think so. They were part of the pressure campaign. Mm-hmm. And apparently the ones because, you know, students lives are at stake. LG, and if you don't have the nuns. If you don't have the, the fake the nuns children doing strip teases on the cross with Jesus, the right. kids will die. The kids will die wow these are very vulnerable lives (laughs) very vulnerable lives okay so Mm -hmm. they caved and they agreed with the california teachers uh uh union uh because you know and i think this this might be a a little unfair of the teachers union to say to them but they said in their letter to the uh, dodgers our students are watching what happens on and off the field. Now, call me old school, but that sounds like a threat. Call me old school. I don't think uh, a teacher's union should be using our children as a threat. But maybe that's just me. It's a great, we were just talking about this a little bit off the air uh, in a situation, a hypothetical situation where you're out somewhere and and the children come up to you and they give you the very sad eyes and they say, please, may I have some more, please? Will you please buy my candy to support my little league tea or whatever? And of course, you know, you know, most of the time it's not real. But it's a kid's asking you for something, and so you kind of feel obligated. Oh, geez. Well, I'm going to okay. say no to this Yeah, kid. no, I sure. I would rather, if it's a scam, look, I'm not going to give you 10 bucks for the candy, but I'll give you a, a buck because you're out working at least. Right. You know what you're I mean? it a whirl. Right. Look, sir, the, I could tell you about my soccer team, but it doesn't exist. This is <laughs> exactly. actually just a sham. You know what? 
I respect your honesty yeah. and your thievery. But this is a and for, this is a version of that where I do not respect the honesty or thievery. Yeah, uh, because they they just use oh well your kids are going to kill themselves. I mean think of I every once in a while I really do have uh, sympathy for these parents going through this because I mean if you think about it we talk about this all the time. What's the truth? Right. The truth is a boy's a boy, a girl's a girl. Right. But when you're a parent. Right. And you hold on just a second mm-hmm. for future tapes <laughs> to be played in the court of law. I completely disagree. With okay. That. There you go. All right. Good. Now go ahead. You're out of the, you're out of the gulag <laughs> for another day. Uh, but you know, we know what the truth is here. The, but if you're one of these parents, right, your, your kid is going through a, tr- uh, a very emotional, you know, trying time. They are incredibly sad. They are questioning everything about themselves. You try to get them help from a medical professional. And that medical professional tells you, if you don't go along with the crazy progressive treatments we want to throw at you, your your son, your daughter will kill themselves. Yes, you might, you might have to deal with a daughter uh-huh. instead of a son, uh-huh, uh-huh. but that's much better than a dead son. Right, like that is legitimately what they tell these parents, Correct, and, I know. and they're terrified by I know, this. I know, and I, 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 it is extortion. It is, it is, and evil, and evil. So, uh, listen, thank you, Bud Light, for helping that community do that to us. I appreciate it. Target. Thank you, thank you for keeping all those secrets from the kids, from the parents, from the kids. It's great. You. It's right. We're going to shop for our school supplies there in Target, get all their school clothes, so then they can go to school, and with your money, Target, you're telling the the teachers, you go ahead and keep all that really important information away from mom and dad. So thank you for that. By the way, if you would like to uh, you know, have your voice heard, uh, go to TellTargetStop.com. TellTargetStop.com. There, uh, this is actually a petition that's going to be delivered to Chip and Joanna Gaines, who I really feel bad for because I love Chip and Joanna. Love them. Love them. Love them. Think they're really good people. Uh, think Magnolia is wonderful. They have changed an entire town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just love them. However, I also know that this has to be driving them nuts and people have to take a stand. And so this position is... Um, is just asking them to be a voice within Target to help restore sanity here. Um, also, you'll get all the information where you can e- email Target uh, uh, Target executives. He used the word Target. Yes, because I'm talking about Target. <laughs> He's calling for violence. Telling them to stop normalizing transgenderism with our children. And uh, tweet to Chip and Joanna. Tell them that we stand with them but need their help. Uh, with Target, it's uh, Chip and Joanna. You can just tweet them, but go to TellTargetStop.com. I, I don't know how this would work, but if you were to get an indication that they were working on this behind the scenes, would that be satisfying to you? I, yeah, if I heard I, it old, from yeah. from Joanna, I don't really trust Not you, Chip. Chip. <laughs> don't really. Wait, if Chip told you, you'd just be like, no, I don't believe you, Chip. Let me talk to Joanna. I know who wears the pants in the family. No, I mean, because I, I, I am conflicted on that because part of it is speaking out publicly, but they probably do have a lot of internal uh, influence. Oh, my gosh, yes. There. They have to. I, I don't even know they how. They have to. I was watching um, the Succession finale, which aired this this weekend, mm-hmm. and they have the little um, 
the you know the lead up is like, hey, here are all these shows that are coming up, and you see Chip and Joanna's face. They've got some HBO show coming up. Yeah, which may and cause like, them to be silent. How they they have successfully. Yeah, they are again. They're not an outward conservative. Like they're not like conservative activists. They, as far as no, I know, no, they're not activists. But they're religious. But the, yeah, they and, are outwardly and, religious, outwardly. but not activists. But like the fact that an outwardly religious and maybe somewhat conservative couple is able to be allowed in Target at all and on HBO at all is a real, I think, a victory for conservative culture and and religious well, values. Yes, I, 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 it's like, not really a victory. It's the way sh- things should be. A victory you in know? 2023. Yeah, okay. you know? yeah. In uh, some dystopian Blade Runner sort of yeah. way. <laughs> like 2018 yeah. would be like, of course, obviously. Hey, they didn't kill the home improvement people. Uh, so let's let's mark Woo! that up as a... Yeah. But it is... So I can... I mean, it's a tough balance for somebody like that, I do think. And I, I think, you know... No, you've I been, feel You've for been them. thoughtful on this when you've been talking about this, because I, I think you really do... I love them. Yeah. I love them. I think they're great. Don't know them. Wouldn't mind, you know, you want to stop by. I got some questions about my house. But bring some stuff from your bakery. Right. Which uh, is delicious. Tell TargetStop.com. Go there now. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Now, I, w- I want you to, if you're on the side of the road, pull over. Uh, and I want you to notice the man who, uh, the... Uh, the Tribune in his own state, a rag of a newspaper, says, he's just out of control. He is a, he's an extremist, <laughs> is coming on the air here in just a minute. And uh, you're going to see him flaming angry. <laughs> this is the extremist flaming angry version of Senator Mike Lee. Hello, Mike. Hey, Glenn, I'm just foaming at the mouth here, just getting ready to, you know, I've got to live up to the hype after that intro. I know. (laughs) And usually a flaming, angry extremist starts with, hey, Glenn. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mike, I know you are really upset, and I am as well. I think um, the GOP, I've told you this for a long time, you guys have to hit it out of the park before this next election. Otherwise, the Republicans are done. I gave McCarthy the benefit of the doubt. I thought he was playing it well. What the hell happened, Mike? What happened? Yeah. You know, look, the Republicans in the House got off to a really good start. And that was very complimentary of Speaker McCarthy when they passed the Limit Save Grow Act. It had a lot of really good reforms in it. Now, I I don't think any of us um, uh, had any certainty that it would end up becoming law that way. We knew it would have to go through. Uh, set up negotiations, and we would end up with something perhaps slightly less than what the Limit Save Grow Act proposed. While not perfect, that 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 bill was something I was eager, willing, and, and ready to support, uh, and and could have supported even something a little less than that. Hold but on, Mike. Passed, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just a second. Take a breath. Try to reel yourself back in. <laughs> <laughs> I just love this for anybody who ever says, hey, he's an extremist. This is him hot. 
<laughs> so go ahead. So go ahead, Mike. Sometimes people. I, sometimes I have to interpret people that when I say uh, this could have been better for me, that means this is absolutely horrible. And and you know, a lot of my colleagues would be using uh, words that begin with an F. Right. And uh, uh, that, and you that use really mad. Right. You uh, use the H word as in horrible. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Sometimes even heck. Yeah. Uh, that, that's been known to happen too. But look, this thing. Um, the Limit Save Grow Act, as passed by the House, would have saved one point, or would have raised the debt ceiling by one point five trillion dollars, and it would have saved in year one alone something in the neighborhood of about a trillion dollars in the, just the first year. So, uh, depending on which accounting method you used, it was either a little under, or a little over a trillion saved in the first year alone, and would have saved uh, about five trillion over the ten-year budget window. But the New Deal just suspends the debt ceiling uh, until January 1st of 2025. And many people are estimating that that means a $4 trillion debt ceiling increase. Mm -hmm. There are other people, uh, some on the House are now saying that it might actually be closer to $6 trillion. Nobody knows for sure. What the hell? What what happened? What happened? I mean, no RAINS Act. I would take this exact thing if you gave me the RAINS Act. Yeah. I, I, I think I could go there as well. The exact same thing, even with as weak as the other protections are. If they threw in the RAINS Act, I, I could probably go there. But they took out the RAINS Act and substituted it for a, a regulatory pay-as-you-go measure, uh, which sounds pretty nice at the outset in se- Section 263 of the bill, until you get to Section 265 of the bill that makes clear that the director of OMB, in his own unlimited discretion, unreviewable discretion, can waive it. So it doesn't doesn't really do anything. What? It claims to have an automatic CR to cut spending by 1% if, a, if uh, spending bills aren't agreed to. But when you read the fine print on that, as I've done, it doesn't do that. It gives Congress a three-month uh, waiting period in which to enact an omnibus to get around the 1% cut altogether. Mm. So frankly, Glenn, I... It's a, there's, there's not a whole lot of give here. If this is a quid pro quo, as any negotiation between Republicans and Democrats should be, there's, there's a whole lot of quid and not much quo. And we got kind of screwed here. So why, how is he defending this? Why are others defending this? I mean, what, what happens next, Mike? Is it over? Or have they no, just he- reversed the situation to where now... The Democrats have the high ground, and we again are trying to defend a hill that is just going to get bloody, and we'll just get smeared. Yeah, that's the thing is that we had achieved a lot of high ground. Uh, public opinion was starting to cut in our favor on this. And ha- had he been able to hold out for just even a few more days, I think the negotiating posture would have improved substantially. And I think the big mistake here was moving forward with this without consulting actual conservatives who actually wanted to cut a lot of actual unnecessary spending and otherwise bring about pro-growth policies and instead decided to just uh, rely on the uniparties to do the work for them, which has become an all-too-easy and common tactic here. And perhaps he believed, I, you know, look, I like Speaker McCarthy. I really do. And I, I've appreciated the fact that he has tried to keep me up to date on, on a lot of this stuff. I think he genuinely believes that this stuff will do more than it will. But I have this nasty habit, Glenn, of insisting on reading the operative language 
before I'm asked to vote on it. And I've read it, and I don't think this does what he thinks it does. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, so, uh, so is there a, is there a battle between the Republicans and can it, I mean, I would assume the, the Democrats are all going to vote for this. They say they're angry, but they're not, um, you know, they get unlimited spending. They get, they get whatever they want, really. Um, uh, so are they, are the Democrats going to be united in this in the end? And, uh, or, or is there a chance that the Democrats will split on this? And the Republicans will split, and so there's nothing that happens. Yeah, well, well, it's it's dangerous business to speak for any other member of Congress. I will predict right now that you'll end up seeing this uniting Democrats in a way that it will not unite Republicans. Correct. I think you you, you may well uh, you're likely to have more Democrats vote for this in both chambers than Republicans. Uh, but regardless, uh, this is something that will have the support of a lot of Democrats. It will definitely have the support of more Democrats in the Senate than it has Republicans. And uh, that should tell us something. Look, uh, elections are supposed to have consequences and they should matter here. We're negotiating this almost as if uh, we hadn't just taken control of one house of Congress, which we had, and almost as if there hadn't been a big debate specifically on this type of legislation. Uh, which which there was and which was supposed to lead to a better result. The other thing, Glenn, is what frustrates me about this is he's acting as if we really are under the gun, as if we have to do we're this not. or Armageddon is going to ensue. But, you know, we're just we Secretary Yellen has now magically uh, affirmed that the true X date in her uh, judgment is now June 5th. It was June 1st, just a few days ago. Then she and, moved it to June And that's 5th. a lie, Mike. She would, and the president would have to say, we're not paying and, and prioritizing what bills. They would choose to default. It wouldn't happen because of, of any negotiation. They would have to choose to default. Am I right or wrong? You, you are right. And it's also true that there are a number of, of financial analysts and policy experts in this area who look at the daily uh, receipts and outlays, uh, budget information put out by the Treasury Department, and say that we might well make it all the way to June 15th without actually running short on anything. And that if we did, uh, the influx of cash that we get from the quarterly tax payments coming coming in on June 15th would be more than enough to take us probably well into, if not to the end of July. No, he's just, I'm not saying we should wait till the end of the line to do this. I've been advocating that we start on this since January. But my point is, why now? Why, I, why is it all of a sudden now that they say, this is imminent, it's immediate, the whole world's going to blow up? That's not true. We're not going to default. Default was never really on the table. It still isn't. So it's better to get this right than to get it done fast under this false pretense that we have to do this immediately. It's just not true. Well, Mike, I thank you for fighting, and I know there's others in the Senate that are fighting against this, um, but I, I think you should make it very clear to all those who, are, who hate Donald Trump that you may have just handed him the, uh, the nomination for the Republican Party because the people, you had one shot, 
You had one shot, and I think you blew your one shot. Not you, but I'm saying the Republicans blew their one shot. And uh, if they don't pull this one way out of the fire, I would accept this exact deal except with the RAINS Act. That's not good, but it's much better than this. And that only restores government to the way it was supposed to be in the first place. But anyway, I digress. Um, I'm not as calm as you are, Mike. But, but at the end of the day, Glenn, this makes me very concerned. Look, I'll, I'll support whoever gets the, the nomination. Yeah. I, that, I, I, I wish Donald Trump were still president today. If he's the nominee, I'm happy to support him. I'm happy to support someone else if yep. they do it, too. I worry about our ability to elect anyone president of the United States as a Republican. Yep. If we do stuff like this, yep. because when people look at this, they're, they're right to ask. No, you, Republicans like these, who needs Democrats? You this don't is what Democrats do. This is the unit party in action, and it's wrong. You don't you didn't hear me say that you just made him president. I said you made him the nominee. Whether any Republican can be uh, can win now with a bunch of people like this is beyond me. I don't know who's going to walk through a wall of fire. I don't know who's going to say, no, well, they're doing the right thing. The people at 62% were saying enough of the spending, enough. And you just gave them four to six trillion dollars and no real ceiling. This is good luck. Good luck, Republicans. Good luck. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Glenn. You bet. Thanks for having me up. You bet. Senator Mike Lee. Now, we're going to go to somebody who's known to be a little more reserved, Chip Roy. (laughs) And and we'll see if we can get him ramped up a little bit. Uh, I tried to hold Mike back as much as possible, but... uh, I think it's interesting he signaled he'd be open to maybe just doing that Reigns Act version of this instead of, or I don't know if he was saying 30 seconds, explain the Reigns Act. Uh, Basically, we know how these uh, three letter Mm -hmm. agencies agencies come out and just be like, hey, we're changing a rule and it's going to affect our economy by hundreds of millions and billions of dollars. uh, And they just do that stuff. The Reigns Act one of the things main things it does is basically makes it so congress would have to pass it if they're making a law that's big enough to spend uh, to change the economy by i think it's over 100 million dollars it has to go through congress well the, the that's all the latest is uh on food uh john Kerry was introducing this weekend what we have to do at the farm level and it is it's going to cause starvation it will that you will have people who cannot find food all over the world, and this one will hit us as well. The RAINS Act would stop that. But thank you, Speaker McCarthy, for proving that I was wrong last week and absolutely right about you when you were running. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm going to get right to Chip Roy because he's on a uh, uh, tight schedule here. So let's go to Chip now. Hello, Chip. How are you? Glenn, I'm doing great. Great to be on. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm on a tight schedule because we got to go fight to try to stop this thing. But uh, but happy to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I I really think that uh, Speaker McCarthy has just uh, given uh, the nomination to Donald Trump for any of these, you know, weasels who were like, I don't want Donald Trump. 
Uh, He's an extremist. You just gave him the nomination, in my opinion. Not that uh, Florida, you know, um, uh, Ron DeSantis is going to agree with this deal, but nobody's going to trust the Republicans after this. We gave you the benefit of the doubt, McCarthy, and this is what you return? It's what, $4 trillion or is it $6 trillion that they can raise the debt ceiling up to in the next couple of years? Well, let's just take it uh, piece by piece. I mean, look, you're, you're right that this is, I think, a terrible quote-unquote deal. Uh, and for your listeners out there who are, who are smarter than the average listener, uh, what we get is a date certain for a debt ceiling increase, January 1st, 2025. There is no actual dollar amount. So what that means is you essentially have an uncapped increase in the debt ceiling to a date certain. That date certain happens to fall in the middle of a lame duck uh, Congress, by the way, right? Or lame duck presidency, if we're lucky. What, what do we get for that probably $4 trillion of additional debt or more, depending on what happens with it being uncapped and able to be potentially extended? We get at best, in my opinion, if I'm being as generous as I can be, to the people that negotiated this is a two year freeze in spending a two year freeze in spending roughly it might go up a little might be down a little but it's basically a freeze truly and that's only for two years of actual caps and for that you know you're going to see a slight bending of the post-covid curve now what does that mean You'll see in the Wall Street Journal, and you see all these people out there saying, hey, they're bending the curve. This is historic. They're uh-huh. flattening it. Yeah. We heard all that same crap during COVID, by the way. This is just taking the post-COVID spending and freezing it for a couple of years while uh, we continue to feed the beast, the federal bureaucracy, and we do nothing, nothing to end the IRA subsidized unreliable energy. We have minor work requirements. We basically increase the age for SNAP and TANF from 49 to 54 and call that a win while not touching Medicaid. We have no RAINS Act pulling back the regulatory state. We get something called an administration pay-go to offset the cost of regulations, but they can waive it, which means it's nothing. We uphold the student loans and punt it to the courts to make the decisions about the $500 billion of uh, picking winners and losers in student loans. The IRS stays expanded. Minus basically $1.4 billion. Like You really can't make this up. And with all due respect to the leadership, they say it's historic. They miscalculated. They slipped into their old ways. I am going to meet with them today. I'm going to keep fighting. I'm trying to make it clear that I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that this wasn't sinister, that they just slipped into their old ways. And they're like, well, we got to do a deal. Yeah, you can't do that. The, the no votes are mounting. And if you're if you're a listener out there, make sure every one of your members of Congress know, get their voice. Your voices need to be heard. Vote no on this. We can still kill this and start over and do the right thing. I mean, I'd take this if you had the Reigns Act, but you got nothing. You got right. nothing. You have no reins, if you will, on this horse that is just being whipped to death in spending. Correct. I mean, that's, that is 100% correct. We got out of the deal that we did, Limit Save Grow, for a $1.5 trillion debt ceiling increase into early next year. We got a lot of really good things. Now, look, I'm not saying whether I think we could have gotten every single piece of that. I understand we've got to negotiate. I think that was the right starting place. But you tell me you're going to go jack this out two years to almost $4 trillion, and you're going to get literally not one 
actual full thing on the list of stuff we put in the Limit Save Grow Act. Not one thing. Everything was like some fractional piece of something on the list so they could say they did something, right? $1.4 billion off of the $80 billion of the IRS and then say, see, we did something for the IRS. No, you left $78.6 billion of expanded IRS in place over 10 years, and you're trying to sell that to me as a victory. That's just not correct. This is old swamp thinking. This is uh, a you know, course uh, correction. J- j- let's, let's, just, like let's just cut the crap. Old swamp thinking. This nothing is changing with the Republican Party because the leadership, they're all swamp monsters. They're all swamp monsters. And until those swamp monsters, the monsters are put back out to pasture, you're not going to have anything change. You're not. You have a lot of good Republicans like you that have come up and they actually mean what they say and say what they mean. But until until those swamp monsters are taken out and and, you know, let them go to their nursing homes nothing's going to change. I don't know why we should give them the benefit of the doubt that, oh, you know, they're just, that was, oh, we made a mistake? What? You had everything going for you. Everything. Now, now, now what's going to happen? The president made a deal. He, he compromised. Now the Republicans are, it's just these extremists being holding hostage the Republican Party. It's the same thing over again. Yeah, Glenn, look, I agree with every word of it. Uh, Just make sure I'm being very clear here. I personally think this was a complete and total sellout of everything that we accomplished in January, everything that we did in the first Limit, Save, and Grow Act, and everything we accomplished with HR2. You're right. I think it is a a betrayal of the power-sharing arrangement we put in place that would protect the Republican Party to make sure we could advance the ball forward. We are not blind to the fact that we have to figure out how to get 218 votes. We understand that's hard. We had a process that was working. That process was completely abandoned last week. The deal was cut, and that was a betrayal of the agreement that we had reached in order to create something that we thought would work. That's what I'm getting at. So I'm going to try to fix that today. If I cannot, in the Rules Committee, when I go fight this in the Rules Committee, if I can't kill it, if we can't kill it on the floor tomorrow, then we're going to have to then regroup and figure out the whole leadership arrangement again. Yeah, I was going to say, is, you, you got it. McCarthy, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I wasn't for him. I, I thought he was a swamp monster. And just last week, I'm like, I, you know what? I think I got to give him credit. He's playing this very well. Now he's just betrayed me. again. I give the benefit of the doubt to the Republican and they just shiv me in the chest. So I want to be as clear as I can be. This is not the end of this. This is the process that we started in January. We showed that you can govern conservatively and win. We did it. We were doing it. They abandoned it. Yep. It is our job now to course correct. Again, I've got, you, you know, you did, not to quote Rumsfeld, an old Bushy, but you go to war with the army you got. Look, the bottom line is we were winning and we were demonstrating how to govern conservatively. So we're going to go do that today. We're going to have a press conference in 45 minutes. We're, the, the 20 are strong. There are others that are with us. We are going to make our message be loud and clear. I'm going to make my message loud and clear in the Rules Committee. And then we will keep moving forward, trying to earn votes and try to build up where we need to head 
to, to do exactly what you just said. We got to make sure the American people are inspired. What I was trying to tell Republicans here is if we lose and we lose the vote because we get rolled, make it be the Dems and the squishes in our conference that roll us. Yes. Don't go and roll, a, you know, roll and cut a deal and then go try to sell me that it's not, you know, selling me out because that's what they're doing. They're trying to they're trying to snow me. Always they're trying to snow the American people and say, oh, this is a great deal. Always. It is not. You know, that chart that's going around that I've put out on my Twitter account, social media, where I make very clear uh, the side by side comparison of where we were and where we ended up. And it's not even close. No. Um, I know you have to run. So what do you want the American people to do? Anybody who still I mean, honestly, I don't know how many times you guys can say call your congressman because I mean, really, we have. Well, let, let me back up and just say for five months, we actually were winning. H.R. 2 was, in fact, an historic position for Republicans to take on the border. The first limit, Save, Grow Act, that was a pretty historic bill. So now they, they, they abandoned us. They failed. They cut a bad deal. It hasn't been passed yet. Just get involved over the next 48 hours. Make sure every Republican knows this is a bad deal. Make your voice heard loudly. Do it on social media. Do it to their offices. We're going to fight up here. And then we're going to regroup and figure out what the next step is to hold the line and make sure we're going to get our uh, leadership arrangement such that it's reflecting conservative principles again. I Love promise it. we're going to keep fighting. Okay. The 20 aren't flinching, Glenn. We're just starting. Good. Um, love to have you and anybody else in that 20 that would like to come in and talk tomorrow about the progress because we have 48 hours. I'd love to have you back tomorrow, Chip, and just give us an update. Okay. Thank Happy you. Happy to do it. Either yeah. I'll do it or someone else. You Thanks, got it. Thank God you blood. so much. Bye-bye. That, that is the problem. We do have people in there that are really fighting hard. For the first time, I think we have 20 people that will stand. But it's all these mamby-pamby, wishy-washy. Look what the left has done to the country. Why? Because they will sell out every principle they have. They don't care who they stand with. And they're standing with Marxists. Well, I think we should give them some more money. I mean, I don't think it's... I mean, I don't want to be an extremist. You're being an extremist. You're standing for the Constitution. What is wrong with the American people? When did the Constitution, the longest-running Constitution in all of the history of man, the average Constitution, last 17 years? You know, today is a great day to get a warranty. Actually, any day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. That's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. All the unexpected breakdowns like a leaky faucet or faulty water heater. They're not going to break the bank because covered repairs and replacements are all taken care of. Having reassurance is something to celebrate. Choose the plan that works for you and your budget. When a covered item in your home breaks, all you do is contact American Home Shield. Their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry. Be warranty. 
Go to ahs.com slash Beck and save 20%. That's ahs.com slash Beck and get 20% off any plan. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. (laughs) 